Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. So many of you, when I talk to you, or you email me, or you messenger me, or something like that, tell me you've got to watch Heels. Have you watched Heels? I have friends of mine that I see and they say, have you watched Heels? And I keep saying, no, no, I'm, I've been busy catching up on pay-per-views and, and just regular episodes and keeping the daily sports betting over Tom podcast going and, and, uh, doing West Virginia overtime and national sports overtime. And I just haven't had the time. Well, I guess after my last episode and rethinking it, I should have re-listened to it, but after rethinking it, I realized that I came across to me as angry. And I'm not. Um, I think we're going through a period in wrestling that's a turning point. And I think sometimes when you're in it, you know it's a turning point. Like the WCW versus WWE war that everybody likes to talk about. I think when they were in the middle of that, they knew it was a turning point. I think when WCW took the lead for 83 weeks, and then WWE took it back over, I think everybody knew it was a turning point. Now, some turning points, you don't know. Some turning points in your career, you don't know. I don't know that from listening to him on his podcast on different shows, on different documentaries, I don't know that Steve Austin truly knew he was turning into Stone Cold. 
by designing t-shirts. Just put a skull on the back of it. I don't think he knew that when he gave Austin 316, I don't think he knew when he flipped the middle finger to the crowd. I don't think that he had it in his mind at that time that doing all of those things within a matter of days, weeks, months, would turn him into a legend for years. I mean, you just hear the breaking of glass, and I don't care where you are. You immediately look around for Stone Cold. I mean... Who doesn't? I was in a high school gym three years ago. Did you hear me? Three years ago. For a middle school basketball game. And the other team had that breaking glass sound. And then they played a completely different song. But for... I'm not going to say a second. I'm going to say for probably about 45 seconds. That glass breaking jarred me. And I looked around where I was. And it stopped me for a minute. Now, did I really think Stone Cold was there? Maybe for that one second we talked about. But what caught me for the other 44 was the fact that even in a small little town, middle school basketball gym, I got chills and still wondered and I immediately thought of him and that's I think what I argue some on these episodes that you listen to I think that's what I argue with some of you on Twitter about and I'm glad I watched season one, episode one, called Kayfabe of Heels. Now, this isn't about the show. There's not going to be any spoilers. Or, I'm going to try not to let any spoilers slip. You know me. But anyway... It's about the battle of two brothers that believe in different things. Sometimes that happens in families. And believe it or not, as you go through life, 
at one point or another. Sometimes you'll be a baby face. A good guy. And sometimes you'll be a heel. A bad guy. And that's what makes the wrestling world go round. Is the stories. Yes, people remember the rock bottom. But do many of you ever really remember anything else Rock did in the ring? See, when we think of wrestlers, we think of their finishers. If somebody asks us about the ring. But you know what? When they ask us about wrestlers... What we assume they're asking is about their character. If I would go out on the street, well, obviously not right now, it's too early. (coughs) But, if I would later go out on the street and I ask somebody, say about the rock, I would probably get one of two things. Boy, I hope he comes back and he he takes on Roman. Or I would probably get an impression of him. See, my cousins that are older, some the same age, some a little younger, they all remember The Rock. And if I mention him, I have one cousin that she raises her eyebrow. She never really got into wrestling, but she remembers that. Isn't it so funny that when you bring up Macho Man, Randy Savage, to people, they talk about Miss Elizabeth and him, their romance. They remember how he dressed, how he talked. They'll they'll do impressions of him all day. But you ask them about him in the ring. And they might tell you about, you know, the mega powers. They might tell you about a match he had with Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant or whoever. But see, they won't tell you the moves. They'll only tell you the story. And if you watch Heels, episode one, you see that. If you really sit down and watch it, and you understand it, because it's not a wrestling show, it's a drama, and you really... Look at it as two different points of view. Then I think you see what the writer sees in professional wrestling now. You have some companies or 
people that believe that you give the crowd what they want when they want it. How they want it. And then there are companies and there are wrestlers that believe in story builds and if you still read books there's a beginning middle and end and it all doesn't happen in one setting usually if you're reading you know a 200 400 page book but let me put it in some of you younger people's terminology, kind of like I would understand it. When you sit down to watch a TV show, and we all do a binge occasionally, you're pulled in by those first couple episodes. You're intrigued by the concept, or your favorite actor's in it. And then by the middle of the season, you kind of start thinking, man, I need to get me something to drink. What am I going to eat? Because you kind of think you know where it's going. You are comfortable with it. You become comfortable with the characters. You know whose side who's on. But then... Like in a 10-episode TV series, about episode 8 or 9, they swerve you. And sometimes in episode 10, you get the ending you want. The ending you thought all along was coming, but... A lot of times it's not how you thought the ending would be. And sometimes you get exactly what you wanted and you immediately regret it. Because you then start wondering, what are they going to do in season two? What happens now? And see... Some TV shows, you have to wait three or four months. Sometimes you have to wait a year. And then, of course, there's some that come out a week later. We all experience wanting it now. But the long-term build... Of a story that you have to wait for. Is what you remember. Think about it. Some of you have tried to sit down and watch, I don't know, WrestleMania 15. And... You're watching it because you heard of one match. But you decide I'm going to watch this whole show. 
I've actually been in rooms with people that start the first match and will be looking at me and be like, what's going on? And I'm looking at them like, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, you do. You, you, you know what's going on. And I'm like, you're supposed to just enjoy WrestleMania. And they're like, but I don't remember this. I, I don't know who to root for. Well, I guess you root for whoever the better wrestler is. And I've seen friends of mine get so frustrated because the beginning matches, sometimes they didn't even know who the wrestlers were. But a lot of times they just didn't know the story. Sometimes, yes, they could figure out who was the heel, who was the face, by their entrances or by how announcers talked about them. But they didn't get it. And so what they end up doing is fast-forwarding it to the match they've heard about. They, they know the background about because they've listened to some podcast. Or they knew the two people that are in it and don't really realize what they're getting into. See, I've ran into so many fans that are my age and I'm like, you don't remember that? That don't remember... Or haven't went back and watched. Hello, the Undertaker was a bad guy. And they're like, really? Yeah. I know he seems a little older now. And you see all these documentaries where him and Vince get along. But yeah, go back through his career. I've had people younger than me, they only know Triple H and Shawn Michaels through NXT. And I'm being serious, I know some of you are laughing, but think about it. If you're 15 years old or 20 years old, what do you really know unless you've went back and went through archives or did a dive on their their careers or you just happened to start watching. I've got a friend of mine that he's trying to make it through all the Raws. I think he's in year two, but I'm not even sure he's that far. But he's finding so much more enjoyment and I've questioned him over and over, and other friends of ours have questioned him and said, why do you want to do that? And he was like, I don't know, I'm into it now. And I've questioned him, well, why aren't you into today? And he said their stories are too quick. I don't have enough time to make up my mind. 
And that's what Hills Episode 1 made me think of. Because there's one brother who wants to tell long stories. He wants to build up a character and then swerve them. Or pretend to swerve them and keep them on the same path. But eventually turn them. And then there's the other brother who wants the quick fix. I'm over with the crowd. Give me what I want. Well, see, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Think about it. I mean, honestly. Sit and think about it. How many of you loved Roman Reigns when he was in the shield? I mean, you said that is the guy. I don't believe any of you. Put your hands down. When they first came up, Roman hardly spoke. And if you go back and watch it, there were canned lines that were scripted that he had memorized, and it was obvious he'd memorized them. You know why? Because he was with Seth Rollins, who had already been Tyler Black and had cut numerous promos. And he was with Dean Ambrose, who had already been John Moxley, John Good, on the indies and cut promos and was good at it. Yes, when they did the triple powerbomb, Roman was in the center, which means he supposedly did it. But remember, there were two other guys there supporting him. Now, think back when the Shield were a tag team. It was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Did you see a lot of Roman Reigns? Did you see a lot of wrestling skill? Did you see a lot of inside cradles? Did you see submission moves? Did you see his guillotine that he uses now? Or did you see the Superman punch? Did you see him get him in a cloverleaf, a sharpshooter, a figure four? Did you see him do any kind of arm locks or twists or anything like that? No. Dean Ambrose was the Intercontinental Champion. So, when the shield broke up, it was long-term storytelling. 
You had to have known they were going to break up eventually. Almost no tag team lives forever. So it wasn't a matter of when or if. I guess it was a matter of when it was going to happen. But I think the thing that I was always looking for was who. Who's going to be the one to turn? And I thought Roman would become what he is now then. He didn't. They tried to piss him as a baby face. Do you remember all the boos? You remember them putting him in five main events and him pretty much just getting booed like crazy. It's one of the reasons why last year when Bray Wyatt had the title they took the title off him in Saudi Arabia using Goldberg because they knew they couldn't even have Roman beat Bray Wyatt in Saudi Arabia. He would get booed. So instead the plan was Roman was going to take it off Goldberg at WrestleMania. Well then, the whole thing with The Miz and COVID and Roman getting a little nervous and having to go home and they had to throw Braun Strowman in there to get the belt off Goldberg and all of that happened. And Roman disappeared. It was all because... WWE tried to push him as a babyface when no one wanted him. So he came back as a heel. And here's the funny thing. People love him more as a heel than they ever did as a babyface. It's been an interesting story with Roman, especially in the last two years. If you just watch him for the last two years, he's been an interesting wrestling character. So, let me tell you about a long-term one that, fairly recent, I guess two and a half years, almost three. It'll be three, I guess, what, September, October, something like that. You'd have to ask her. I'm sure she knows the exact date. A lot of us, a lot of you, grew up on NXT, watching it, falling in love with these superstars that were in NXT, and when they got called up after a takeover, you celebrated with them. And I think so many people that truly followed NXT and saw the four horsewomen were amazed. Not only were they amazed at watching 
their wrestling characters evolve and then become to the fans those characters. But also when you think of the four horsewomen in some ways even though all of them but Charlotte had wrestled other places you really watch them cut their teeth and learn on NXT. And so you felt like they were yours. And the one that seemed to capture everyone. I don't think anyone predicted Becky Lynch was a fan favorite. Not what she became. I don't think anybody predicted that. But I think so many people really attached themselves, loved, um, cared about, was Bailey. Bailey the Hugger. Because she was the fan of us all. The kid that drew, dreamed as she grew up what she was going to be. And she was living her dream. And that's what everybody wants whether you're 11 or you're 60 or 70. Or whatever age they say is the demographic. But... You always want that. You want to live your dream. And all of the fans got to watch as the three of the four horsewomen got called up to become part of factions. And everybody felt sorry for Bailey. And that was part of her story. I think for a little while, Bailey felt sorry for Bailey. But I think if you talk to her now, she'll tell you that being left behind was hurtful. It's embarrassing. But she learned so much. Because she wasn't standing in their shadows anymore. She learned how to be a leader of a locker room. She learned not to depend on them. She met a whole new group. And that's why you hear people say that she's such a positive force in the locker room and how they miss her. Because when you think about it, she was building the bridge. The hor three horsewomen went up and, of course, made friends and went against all the people in the main roster before them. And when Bailey joined them, they just introduced her, showed her how to live on the road, and off she went. But what they didn't realize was 
as more and more people or more women came up in NXT, Bailey showed them because she was the bridge in between the four horsewomen and the next set. And that's one of the problems about NXT right now. There's no bridge going on. But anyway, this is about storytelling. Bailey set the world on fire. Now, of course, she'll tell you no. You've got to realize that the four horsewomen have been on the main roster six years. Bailey's been up about five and a half. Do you know how long Lita wrestled in the WWE? Anybody? Six years. Lita, who I consider a legend, who I would love to still watch her wrestle. I know that she has injuries. I sometimes still, I was mad at Peacock. They didn't have some of those matches on when they first started. But I love going back and watching her matches. But what you've got to understand is Lita was part of some of the most intriguing, mystifying, scandalous Record ratings episodes ever. She has been part of some of the storylines that people will name you right off the bat. As far as Kane and her being held against her will and almost being kidnapped and miscarriage and all of that. To being with the Hardy Boys. And the thong sticking out. And her doing the backwards moonsault. To then the love triangle. With Mott, Hardy, and Edge. The simulated sex scene in the middle of the ring on the bed. Yeah, some of that wouldn't fly now. But, six years. Look at the horsewomen. What have they done in six years? How many belts have they held? How many different storylines do you remember from them? I would say that they've done it. Just like Lita has. And they'll all four be in the Hall of Fame. Or should be. But... I guess, like I said, about two and a half years ago, almost three, we got to see Bailey change. And if you were following her storyline, it was almost like you could kind of see it happening because of the crowds. Not because anything the person behind Bailey did. But people, 
I think almost felt like she's not a 12-year-old kid. She's not a 15-year-old kid. Maybe she needs to grow up. Maybe she needs to get mature. And I think that's what Pam Martinez decided herself. And so she did one of the biggest heel turns in the last five or ten years. And I'm not putting down anybody that else that's done a heel turn. But new gear, new haircut, new attitude, new makeup, new ring maneuvers. Go back and watch Bailey the Hugger and how she carries herself to the ring and in the ring and how she does moves and how she takes moves compared to Hill Bailey of last summer. But then you've got this faction that doesn't want that four or five year long story. You know, last year everybody was clamoring, waiting for Sasha and Bailey, who's going to turn on who. And when Bailey turned, they just about lost their minds. That's what wrestling can do. Now, let's go to something that's almost a year old. And I need to remind some of you of that. It's almost a year old. Which in wrestling time, not very long. Bianca Belair got pulled up. And everybody immediately wanted her to do something. Now what? They didn't know. But they wanted her to do something. I don't blame them. She's extremely athletic and talented. But then you had people that didn't watch NXT. They didn't know her. They didn't know her at all. They didn't even understand EST. No matter how many times Michael Cole tried to be cool and explain it, people still weren't getting it. And they definitely didn't understand... Now, why is she all been out of shape with Bailey? Bailey just lost the championship to Sasha in Hell in a Cell, and she's picking a fight with Bailey. And me and my friends were saying, why is Bailey even acknowledging her? 
She's a heel. What? Why does she care? Why is she talking to her? She needs to start at the bottom. She wasn't even NXT champion. And, you know, it started and came to a head a lot with Survivor Series and then her and Sasha tag-teamed against Bailey and Carmella, which made a lot of people happy because they love Baymella. And then it was like it was decided she's going to win Royal Rumble. Listen to her crowd reaction. Guys, I've never been in a wrestling ring in my life. Never did not one wrestling move. Except maybe a clothesline on family members and stuff like that. But anyway. um, You could have put me in the ring with Bailey. She'd have made me look good. You put me in the ring with Sasha Banks as my partner against... Carmella and Bailey, who will sell their asses off for me? Um, the crowd will like me too. And I don't know any wrestling news. I would look like one of your typical fans trying to wrestle. Which, I guarantee you, doesn't look any good. But... Because she was getting cheered, someone wanted to hotshot her. Before the people that are not NXT fans even really got to know her. I had people writing me and saying, oh, her and Sasha are friends from back in the day. Back in what day? Um, Sasha's from Boston and wrestled the Northern Independence. Um, Bianca went to three different colleges in six years, ran track, and became a CrossFit competitor. Now, where in, back in the day did they meet? I think they probably met when Sasha went down to NXT and said hi to everybody. Even their characters weren't friends. They were thrown together. And so it made it even more confusing. When she did win Royal Rumble, and then they spent two weeks parading her around pretending like she was going to go after Asuka on Raw, when everybody knew she was going after Sasha Banks. Then she makes her decision, and what does WWE do? Do something that makes zero since but they were wanting to get the crowd to pop 
They wanted ratings. They wanted what they wanted right now. Which in Heels, see I haven't forgotten, episode one, called Kayfabe, is what the younger brother wants. He wants hot-shotted. He's getting some pops. He likes it. Now, ratings aren't as big a deal to them yet as what they are to WWE. But like I said, WWE wanted the ratings. So they basically jump-started a story and didn't develop it. It became a historical thing in WrestleMania. And they gave the fans what she what they wanted but was it what the fans really wanted seriously was it what the fans really wanted I don't know they were happy at the time They weren't happy that Sasha didn't come back and try to get her rematch. There were a lot of people that wanted Bianca to win the belt, keep it for about two months, and Sasha to come get it back. They did not know that Sasha had asked for some time off. So then they put Bailey in there. Well... Because she was getting pops, they assumed the crowd wanted her to beat Bailey every time. But it got to the point where crowds were like, Are we really seeing this match again? Wasn't this the last two pay per views? Oh, you added a stipulation. Oh, well, I thought we saw that on. Smackdown about three weeks ago. People got tired. And you heard so many saying, Where's Sasha? You know, they threw Carmella in there for a little bit. Um, but that's basically what she's worked with. Sasha, Bailey, and Carmella. Now, I guess she has worked with Zelina Vega. But they've been making her into this big-time star. But was she really? Because, honestly... Had Bailey been Bailey of last summer, wouldn't people have wanted her over Bianca? I think so. You've got to remember from January to WrestleMania, 
Bailey won five matches. People didn't believe that Bailey could beat anyone. She wasn't even on WrestleMania. Yes, she was as a host. But do you realize three out of the four horsewomen weren't at WrestleMania? And people didn't really enjoy it as much. So, why are people clamoring for Sasha to come back? Well, they wanted to see a rematch. And like I said, they fully expected Sasha to get that rematch and to win. Why? Most fans would tell you Sasha's better than Bianca. She'll come up with a way to do away with that braid snatching thing and that'll be the end of that. But instead, who shows up? Yeah, the man. The man who we all know her story. We've watched her since NXT. We've seen her be the last kicker with the steam and the goggles on top of her head and the long trench coat. To actually becoming the man after Nia Jax potatoed her in her face and she became the biggest badass of WWE, including the man with blood smeared all over her face, ready to take on Ronda Rousey. And I truly believe that WrestleMania the story came true with Becky Lynch winning the titles. So it was perfect for Bianca's storyline, and I've said that in a past episode. It's in the 30s, I think. Um, in a past episode, how they should have done Bianca. I feel like they did her a big disservice. They really truly didn't tell her story. But you've got to remember, everyone has been following Becky's. From the time Oscar won the Money in the Bank briefcase, and Becky revealed to her, I'm pregnant, I'm leaving, here's my belt. Keep that warm. Now, Asuka didn't do her job of it because um, she lost it several times. But anyway, Becky coming back and shocking everyone at SummerSlam, I think, I hope, was a way of someone in creative. Now I would like to believe that it was Vince or Bruce or Kevin 
or Triple H or somebody. But since it was done at last minute, a part of me thinks because Becky still believes in storylines, she had a little something to do with it. She believed the man's story needed to have a heel in it. I don't think what she understood was as much as people wanted her to defeat Ronda Rousey, it wasn't because they didn't like Ronda Rousey and she was a babyface. No. They still believe Becky was a heel. They just was she was just a kind of heel that they enjoyed rooting for. Kinda like Stone Cold. Because they hated Rhonda as a babyface. She became the women's Roman Reigns. Her natural personality in the ring. Rhonda is a heel. So, Becky coming back at SummerSlam and wanting her title did not surprise me not one bit. The pop she got did not surprise me not one bit. People were clamoring for them to have a match. But remember what I said? In people's stories, in people's lives, turns happen, swerves happen, almost swerves happen. All kinds of things. What a lot of people didn't think about when you're writing wrestling and you see that in this first episode of Heels. See, I haven't forgotten. You have to think about both sides. But the big question you've got to answer is... Where does this go from here? What's next? What does this lead to? What is this leading up to? And if you don't have an answer, you better come up with a swerve. Well, WWE didn't know. So the swerve was... They were going to have a match. But it was going to be 26 seconds long. And what people forgot was... They were also telling Becky's story. People wanted to throw a fit on Twitter. And that's why I've waited, I think, so long to talk about this match. They got so angry. Because how Bianca was done wrong. Bianca, 
they've turned into this monster. She's beaten everybody in the division. You know, she beat Bailey four times, and she beat Sasha, and I can't believe they squashed her. I thought they would at least have a five or ten minute match, and then Becky would get the title. I have not talked to one person. Twitter, real life, um, Reddit, through email, I have not talked to one person that has been angry about that match. Being angry about Becky winning. I've gotten almost all of them to say, well, I knew Becky would win. Or, yeah, Becky would win. Or, of course, Becky would win. You know why? Because in their mind, Becky's story is greater. Becky, the wrestler, is greater. Becky is in their hearts more. You know why? Because they didn't build Bianca right. But because she's been champion for all of four months, she didn't deserve to be squashed. And people were even saying it was racist and comparing it to Kofi. Guys, it didn't have anything to do with that. Because you forgot... They're telling both sides. You forgot to look. What are they telling about Becky? Because see, her story is continuing. They're showing that Bianca hasn't even been up in the main roster a year yet. Not even a year. So, how can she beat Becky? I don't even understand how she beat Bailey or Sasha. In some people's mind, they equated it to the rankings. I talk to a lot of fans and they think Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but a lot of fans do think that. That's the thing. They had to let Becky get that title because of the circumstances no one would believe unless they played up a rust issue a ring rust issue or that she made a mistake no one would believe Bianca would beat Becky especially when they read the internet and say hear that Becky's been cleared for three months and has been working out at the PC and at the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Come on. She was more than ready to go. 
So what story, instead of focusing on Bianca, focus on Becky. What is Becky's long term? Are they going to make her into a monster hero? Is she going to become the female version of Roman? Are they going to have a great baby face come and take her on? All these people feel sorry for her. All these people are behind her, supposedly. Will you fans support Bianca enough that you want her to beat Becky? Or is it going to have to be someone different? Are they going to have to bring up Casey Catsonero? Are they going to have to bring... They already have brought up Tony Storm. Are they... Please don't, please don't... Going to bring Sasha back as a baby face? Guys, Sasha's natural ring movements and strut and confidence and she is the boss and that is a heel. Are they gonna wait until Bailey comes back better than new in March or April, February? May. I don't know when she'll be back. She's only on week 8. But. Are they going to wait for her. And bring her back as a baby face? Part of me. Wants to see that. If she's a different. Kind of baby face. I would like her to still be smart. And obnoxious somewhat. But if they bring back the Bailey of last summer, the evil one, the one that would do anything to win it all, that would cheat, that would put on a referee shirt for her best friend, that would use the ropes, that would pull on tights, that would slam people in the stairs and laugh. And not that maniacal, crazy laugh. That evil. The one that came out with the Egyptian makeup. That just screamed, heel at you. The shorter cut hair. The one that was getting things shaved in the back of her head and was cocky. That one can go heel to heel with Becky. Do they bring a baby face over from Raw? Because in Becky's story, if she's truly going to be a heel, at some time, someone's got to beat her down. They've got to overcome her. Who is that going to be? And you need to decide. Why? 
Because you've got to build a story. Which brings us all the way back to Heels Episode 1, Kayfabe. When you don't really tell a story, you throw people in the ring. They do that sometimes on NXT. They do it a lot in Ring of Honor. They're doing better in Ring of Honor now, but they did it a lot in Ring of Honor. They sometimes even do it in um, MLW. They're getting better in New Japan Strong also. But when you throw two people in there that no one truly knows anything about, You don't know what to do. You're like my friends watching WrestleMania 9. They don't understand the story. They don't understand who to root for and why. Or why to even root for the heel, maybe. Because, see, I'm bad about that. I truly like heels better than I like baby faces most of the time. Of course, I am one of the biggest John Cena fans you'll need. But anyway, uh, that's the thing. You've, you don't remember the wrestling moves. Unless it's an accident or that something unbelievably exciting happens. I'll take GCW Homecoming, for instance. It was a two-night event. Night one, what do I remember? What do I remember about that ring? I remember Matt Cardona being a bloody nightmare mess. I remember his white shirt being red. In the pictures that showed up the next day, it looked like he had a red shirt on. But then you had to look closer on his arms and his chest and his neck. And you realized all of that is blood. I remember the ring. I remember people throwing bottles and chanting and shoving him. I remember Nick Gage making him bleed. How did Matt Cardona win that? Yeah, I'm giving you time. Because you know what? I think it was a roll-up. I don't remember. See how bad that is? I can tell you about all the events. Including that June 6th was a day that Matt Cardona showed up under a hood... Rolling his shoulders like John Moxley. But I don't remember the move that he won by. But when you ask me, do you remember moves of that night? Well, yeah. I remember them building the log cabin out of glass tubes and 
someone being put through it. Do I remember who? No. You know what? I can tell you every story probably that happened at Homecoming. Other than Drew and you know what? His last name has just slipped out of my mind. He's a 22-year-old kid from Wells who has been in Japan, and he has a Japan ultraviolet belt. And night one, he took on Alex Cologne, and he won his belt. And I can remember all about him, but I can't tell you his last name. I would have to look it up. It has blanked me. But you know what? That's the thing. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know his story. I do remember him jumping off the ladder and sending his opponent the next day. I guess it was Jimmy Lloyd, now that I think about it. He sent Jimmy Lloyd through glass. I remember he was outstanding on night one. I remember he was outstanding on night two. I remember going on and on and on about it in episodes that were, I don't know, last month. But that's what I mean. There's so much wrestling out there that one can watch and try to keep track of. Guys, I know people's finishers. That's why I know Roman does three moves. He does a Superman punch. He does a spear. And now he does the guillotine. That's it. I know most people's finishers. Do I know many of their other moves? No. Do I really care? No. If I want to watch a wrestling match that tells me a story inside the ring without them telling me anything outside the ring, I'll turn on Josh Alexander and TJP. That's what I like to watch. I'll turn on WrestleMania 37, and I'll turn Sasha and Bianca on. You know why? Because they really didn't have a storyline leading up to that. But Sasha sure created one in the week. Yes, you heard me right. The week leading up to WrestleMania, and then she proceeded to help Bianca tell that story in the ring that night. And even though this is the first episode of Heels, and maybe I drew way too much into it, I'm interested enough to watch episode two. I'll probably watch the whole season, actually. Because in my mind, 
I think of the older brother as one company. And I think the younger brother as a different company. And I think if you watch it, you may get what I mean. There's one that really wants to take the quick and easy route. And then there's another. They've got stories going on for two years now. Two and a half. They still haven't been settled. And I can even think of one that fans kind of think is settled. But it's not. And they're going to see it next year. I guess, unless his wife becomes pregnant again. But I think that's all for this episode. I think I've talked you out. But I highly encourage you, if you haven't watched Hills Episode 1, watch it. And if you have, and you've made it through this whole entire podcast, watch it again. Watch the differences in the two brothers. Listen to their visions. Listen to how they put together a match. Listen to the older brother tell you the Ric Flair Sting story and why he wants a match to end that way. And then listen to the younger brother's way of putting together a match and the razzle-dazzle and how many times he says, and I go like this and the crowd pops. I go like this and the crowd yells for me. And maybe that episode will make you think a little bit of SummerSlam differently. Maybe you'll understand that every match is about two different characters with two different storylines. Not only their storyline of the match or of their rivalry, but the storyline of their career. And where are they going as a character? And will it change your perception of them? Guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. I didn't mean in the last episode to sound angry. I was just a little disappointed. But I'm still looking forward to NWA Empired tonight. So, guys, as always, I wish you the best. I'll talk to you soon. And hopefully, somewhere, I'll see you down the road.
Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.